And welcome back, season two. Oh my God, it has been—I don't even know how long. Centuries. It's been—it's been decades out here since I've seen this ugly kid across the screen right now. I don't even know what he looks like anymore. But we are officially back. Homegrown takes is here. Season two is out. Welcome back, Mason. What's up, man? How you been, brother? It's been a long time, and I gotta say too, I was looking back. It was early October last last recording and I gotta mm. say that there's been a lot that's happened oh, there's yeah. a lot we want to dive into but we've got all we got the rest of this summer kind of dive into what we missed what we're looking forward to but let, let's start off with well you and me let's catch up for yeah. our followers here Speaks yeah. day one today today was day one for Speaks in the office officially working for the Nuggets I oh mean come on goodness. we wouldn't have predicted that back in October tell me how it, how it feels to be official Nuggets employee you're gonna get Jokic to go back to back to back for us oh I mean well you know he wasn't there today and all I know is that as soon as he gets in there I'm gonna be putting him to work I don't care if I'm junior level ticket sales whatever it is I'm hopping in there and I'm making that man run but regardless Scott Waters in him Oh my, oh, oh, 17 floor pushes. <laughs> the shirt can we pushes. Do some, can we do some shirt pushes? <laughs> oh my God, Joe would he would die. I cannot even picture that out there. He wouldn't even play this year. Oh my God. He'd be he he'd request a trade and it'd be damn well my fault. Wow. Day one. Already 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 making horrible moves out here. But no, man, it is it is quite awesome. Yeah, so officially. Day one today, um, ticket sales for the Nuggets. I'm going to be working for them for whoever knows how long. It is quite amazing to just be in the atmosphere, specifically today. I know we're going to touch on it a lot, but the day after the Stanley Cup, like the, the energy of Denver sports, like it just it just brought back so much today. Like I, I was telling Mason earlier, you know, I got a chance to tour the arena and it was nine in the morning you know, Monday morning, people have work and everything. We walk around the front door and there's just a line, like a literal, like probably a hundred people filled with abs jerseys, just waiting to see the Stanley cup be brought to the stadium. Like that was Mm -hmm. just my intro to this job of, Hey, it's our turn now, you know, truthfully, like it was the mammoth um, last week. It was the abs this week. And now that's coming up. I'm telling you it's the nuggets and I am damn well confident about it got a really good team of people out here it's you know really inspiring and happy to be back because it just you know makes it feel like it's home again and something really special and I apologize to all those Oregon people out there um Denver will always be better than Oregon I had my little stunt I'll still love the football team the basketball team god we choke so much but it's back to Denver sports baby and uh we're here yeah we're home it's 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 awesome I got to say, man, I, we worked so hard to try to uh, get this podcast to blow up. I mean, we talked about numbers of people that we wanted to bring on, but I got to say for the sake of your job, it's a good thing. This thing didn't blow up for some of the takes you were given last year. I mean, there's no way that organization, this Nuggets organization is flourishing. They're not hiring some kid talking the stuff you were talking about, but you know what? We're here. We, we're starting over. Maybe, maybe. Conky hears this, maybe he doesn't. Maybe Calvin hears it, maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But it, I mean, like you said, what a great welcome back to Denver for you. Happy for you, brother. Great new job. And 
you know, you. as you touch Thank on you. it, I mean, Denver sports, man, Denver sports fans are the best, very, very underrated. Like when your team is good and when your team is bad, they're there for them. I mean, we remember just five, six years ago, the abs were the worst team in the NHL still really? had good fans, still had hockey town. Next thing you know, we built it from the bottom. I saw a picture on Twitter yesterday, five guys from that team that was at the bottom, Brandon, EJ, Landeskog, Nate, and Comfer. They yeah. were there, now winning the cup. I mean, you know their fans are going to get up for it. We were just talking that parade Thursday, going to be nuts, dude. I'm so jealous. Wild. But it, like you said, the Nuggets, I think there's a little bit of pressure. I saw it on Twitter. There's a bunch of, like, even Christian Braun, man, or Brown. I mean, the yeah. kid's tweeting. He's like, wow, okay, like, it's it's our turn. And it's you know what? Time. I like it. It's it's a little ambitious. I like it. Don't but at the, the same yet, time, like, we'll see. Broncos are tweeting. They're like, let's go. Yeah. Like, Broncos were supporting. That's I mean, right. sure, the Rockies were supporting, but I'm not. Yeah, let's ride. <laughs> but it sets the tone, man. It sets the tone. When you win yeah. a championship at the, you know, at the – you know, point of when like sports are kind of over, like this is kind of the turning year of sports when it hits July. So you've yep. got a new season with the Broncos, yep. you know, the nuggets start, you know, in October, the yep. abs are going to go back to back, hopefully. So it sets yeah. the tone, man. It's exciting right now. Yeah, no, dude, it's, it's really, really good to see. And it's just like, is what we grew up watching. You know, we didn't get the chance, mm -hmm. even as a kid, like, you know, 2015 was something special. That was the last title, you know, we really got to celebrate here, but even at that age, you know, I feel like every year, you grow up, you just get to appreciate the sport even more, the work that they put in. Oh, like yeah. you said, those five players that have been here that long, the second, even EJ, as soon as he got, he was the second one to yeah. hold that trophy up. I was like, God damn it, EJ. Like, that's just good to see. You just like have a greater appreciation for it. And it's really cool because I really do think now is that time. And I totally agree. I think it is Nuggets have a little bit of pressure to them. I think the Broncos have a ton of pressure to them. I think that's going to be a really exciting I'm, I'm just gonna put it as exciting for right now we'll, we'll break into that in a couple episodes yep. but it's it's a really really good time for denver sports i'm really excited to be working for the nuggets you know it's been a dream ever since i was a kid to work for a basketball team and you know it's it's gonna be something that we'll have to see where it goes but uh we're gonna have to see uh what this kid in iowa he's still out there in the midwest what uh what have you been up to this whole time milski you know, someone's got to hold it down outside Colorado. Yeah, that's uh, so you kid, kid turns the tassel and now he's back home. So, you know, I'm just loving life out here, man. Just uh, working for University of Iowa Center for Advancement, doing some advancement and donation work for the university. Been loving it. Um, you know, tension out here, Midwest, you know, there's a lot of like Midwest fans and like none of those teams are really doing a whole lot out here so it's it's all focused on hawkeye football hawkeye basketball which we'll get into it was a fun run for the basketball team this year Great football run. had a fun run too you know I, your your wolverines put us in our place you know maybe deservedly so i don't know we had a good <laughs> we were sitting at number two at one point i i can't say i saw that coming but i can't say i was loving it i checked i checked the standings each day of that week just to double check i wasn't seeing things in the morning and it still said iowa hawkeyes number two were we the top two game. team in the country no were we top 10 probably not but it was a good time so yeah it's definitely different but it's i love i love rooting for the hometown teams man i mean you got guys out here that can root for you know the nuggets because you know They've got the goofiest MVP of all time. And like, you can't root against back the nuggets. I got plenty of buddies, um, you know, that are rooting for the abs with me. So it's, it's a good time out here, man. I'm, I'm loving it. 
But, uh, you know, this is really like probably like the first time I feel like in a while that it's just like breathe, like de-stress, like it was, it was nuggets straight into abs and it was just, I mean, it's, it's been a long run and it was fun ups and downs and plenty of, plenty of good highs to, to get onto, but, um, now it's time to just relax and get ready for, uh, for football, man. But, uh, yeah, let's, let's recap. Let's recap. We're not doing our job if we don't recap the avalanche lifting their third Stanley cup. Um, I mean, walk me through just last night. I mean, this is Monday. We're one night removed. Walk me through last night, just the feelings of seeing that watching the buzzer go down. I mean, it was, it was surreal for us. I mean, that's the first last time was 2001. I mean, we were, we were toddlers then. So walk me through what that was like last night. Yeah. And surreal is a great way to put it. But like you said, it was, it was Oh one. I mean, I don't truthfully, we, we can't say we remember the last time we saw it and it's been so damn long that, you know, we've really been able to own the ice. Cause you know, growing up, I felt like we were a pretty solid hockey town. You know, I went out to Oregon and I talked to different kids that um, they were like, Oh, you guys had hockey teams for your high school. I'm like, yeah, totally. Which I actually also want to touch on really, really quick, even though it's not super quick, Colorado owns the damn ice this year. Let me just, let me just tell you something really quick. That is, I think one of the coolest things East high school won the national hockey championship for won the national hockey championship for ice hockey in the United States. DU won yep. the men's national championship. The Colorado Avalanche are lifting Lord Stanley. That is all Look three levels. That's that all three that. levels. Put some respect on the goddamn. So what you're telling here. me is this this whole legacy thing that the Avs are starting to say, that's got some truth because we just got young bloods coming. We got the new Kale McCarthy each them. year. We're breeding them. I love it. And it started, it started since 01. It started, you know, so we could, we could claim that's our generation. I mean, Kale's 23. And I mean, like, that's the coolest thing, you know, like Mm -hmm. when you asked like what specific feeling I had, it was just like, it was just, I like, it's undescribable. It was pure joy. Like every single interview that I saw, no one even like cared about themselves. They were happy for each other. They were happy for the next person that was lifting it. They're happy for their family. They like this team had so much more behind them than just beating the lightning. And that had a lot to it itself, ending a damn dynasty. That was one of the toughest teams we had, arguably this entire year. But that was just insane to see. And you could see how much it really meant to every single person, every single member of the organization. I saw the strengths coach, how happy he was, how happy the players were yeah. for like the the uh, uh, video crew. I remember they were talking about it on staff, like, it is just crazy to see how many pieces were put together and how it was really just like a true family. Like you could feel the culture, you could feel the energy and you said it too. Like your friends out there were hopping on, you know, the bandwagon, which was totally fine. Cause first off, screw Tampa. I hate them so much, but Amen. like it was yeah. so easy to hop on our team because it was, it was such a likable team. Like it was exciting to watch and we had to, fix a couple pieces over the last couple of years. We weren't just that fast skilled team. We got some bruisers this year. We got some fundamental players that really stepped up and played their part. But this team, I think I thought it was interesting because they asked, um, they asked, uh, they, they asked Cooper um, what he could take away or what, you know, uh, little league teams could take away from the lightning losing. And he was trying to like, I don't know, he gave some BS answer that I was pretty pissed about. And my dad and I started talking about it and we're like, what could you take away from the abs this year? 
And truthfully, like, what, I don't know, one, one word that I just really loved the most was just like brotherhood. Like it was all yeah. about the next person stepping up. Damn it. When, uh, who, who was it? Gabe, when he lost his it was skate. Gabe block his skate and Nate <laughs> yeah, carries him off. You know? Carrying him off. That Under was- two minutes, he's throwing <laughs> yeah. him off the ice. He's yeah. just crawling out. That was amazing to see. I was dying laughing, but I was like, that just shows like, like Nate was there. Nate was ready. He was like scooping it all up. Like every last little bit of blood, sweat, and tears they left out there on every single game. I mean, we had two sweeps. This day. Like, I don't know. The, the one word I'll at least just stick with right now is just brotherhood. I, I just love that. I agree. I think the, the moment that capitulates that brotherhood is just that, that scene when Nate and EJ are just hugging on the, on the ice and just, just, they won't let go of each other. And that, I mean, I'll be honest, like towards the countdown, like I was just screaming, jumping up and down, but it got down to the last five seconds. I go on my knees, just throw my hands up and like just tears down my face. Like it was just, it had happened and you saw that love for one another. And it was like, it was something that was just so like meant to be this year. It just felt like, you know, we talked about it all along, just trying to get past that second round. And it just felt like when they broke that barrier, when they, when they broke that curse, like it just felt like it was there. And uh, even down to just being like, all right, we're playing the lightning. Like it was like, you could tell that they weren't scared and it made us not scared. And it was like game one dominated, you know, it was, it was an overtime game and they, and they won, but they dominated game two dominated. And like the series we knew was far from over, but it was like, they weren't scared. And it was just, it was really special. And I think one thing that goes back to, you know, like thinking about the Broncos is like, you know, growing up, like, I don't think you can really realistically remember too much from like, I don't know, six age six years past like when you're younger like it's just tough and like by the time we were like getting into like our early teens like by that time like we were getting into the Peyton Manning area so we had like maybe four or five years of just a mediocre team but we still had fun with Tebow blah 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 but when Peyton came it changed the whole culture and it was like you know new players coming in and we went through our pains and finally won it. And it was beautiful. And it was, you know, so deserved, especially for the guys like Vaughn and DT and those guys that had been there from day one. But this abs cup felt like the core of this team. Like I said, there was five guys that were there from that, you know, worst team in the NHL Bednar, that was, he was there. That was his first year. Sackick just built a team that was destined to win it this year. And it felt like every single guy on that ice last night had a piece to play. And it was just, it was really special. It was something that was really, really cool to see. Um, you know, I've got good friends that are good hockey fans and like they, you know, they talk about the Stanley cup in a way that their a trophy is not talked about. And it is one of the hardest and is one of the most like traditionalized trophies to win. Um, and it was, it was just a really special night, man. It was really cool. Um, you know, let's dive, let's dive into not only the the series itself, but just the playoffs and it, and it goes for, you know, a, over a month. So, I mean, it, it goes by so fast, but I mean, think back to game one versus Nashville, just how long ago that was. And yeah. I remember them just coming out and, and they just destroyed them. I think it was yeah. maybe seven, two, and they destroyed them. And it was like, you know, you knew how good they were from the get go, but I, I really don't know if I had fully bought into this being a Stanley cup winning team until they got by St. Louis, I did. I don't know. What what were your thoughts? I completely agree. And I remember this interview, I think it was by Miko after we lost either the first or second game to St. Louis. And he was just completely honest. And I had like not heard this from an athlete in an interview before. He's like, you know, like, cause they were asking like what happened, how he lost. And he's like, you know, quite honestly, like 
it's haunting us, you know, like we have trouble getting over this like second round and this is a great team. We know we can beat them, but like, there's something that we have to step up, like pretty much was saying, grow a pair of balls and learn how to grow as a team, learn how to get past us. Cause we knew they were a better team, but it was just a mental barrier we had to break. And that felt like forever going, even that just like pure honesty. I don't know. It like that interview stuck out to me so much. And from that point on in my mind was the turning point when we were like, it's go time. Like we're, we're, we might lose one or two more games, but that's it. Like this is our cup to lose. And I mean, like, you know, you can talk about it, like we're favorites and everything, by the way, Panthers were a joke. I don't even know what was going on over there, but it was our cup to lose. And it was just really cool to see because Hell, go not just talking about the abs. That first round of the playoffs may have been the most wild first round I have ever seen. I mean, what was that? Yeah. Five game sevens? How many it overtimes? Not, like it felt oh. like we were sitting in like obviously that sweep was great. And I was like, we were just sitting there yeah. waiting, watching other series and just teams yeah. beating the crap out of each other. And I was like, are we this good? Is Nashville that bad? Like, and I didn't know who was good. Like you said, Florida, like it was like you had no idea. Yeah. I, I go back thinking about that round, that Tampa Toronto series. And it was oh like, my I was that like, was is a- this finally the year for Toronto to like get the monkey off the back? Is Tampa going to go out early? And it was like, you had no idea. And then, yeah, dude, it was, it was a great was playoffs all around. There were yeah. some great series. There were some great series. Calgary, even honestly, even though we dominated Edmonton, like that was just a good environment was- for us to be in. Like, honestly, it was. It very was. I mean, those were two really tough road games that we won to clear out the series. It very easily, a couple things go differently. It very easily could have been 2-2 come back to Denver. It very easily could. Completely agree. And I think that showed their, like, oh, so big. I mean, you got a goalie that comes in and as your second tender and plays that well, that's so big. And talking goalie, I mean, hats off to Darcy Kemper, man. I mean, the times people doubted him, and I said it. I, I wanted him in anytime yeah. he could play. Yeah. I just thought he was better. Game five, or yeah, game six, the winnings. I mean, he just he lit it up. I mean, too many times we let up goals defensively that he had no chance on. I mean, yep. Sam Coast has got a wide open shot inside the crease. He doesn't have time to adjust, and he locks it up after that. At the place is going nuts and doesn't even let up another goal. I mean, it was yeah, it's insane. Your goalie wins you playoff games and he won us that playoff game it was completely great goalie play and i loved it too just because it was against vasilevsky like i just love it like that much more because it just feels so good that it was darcy because i mean darcy's that person that like i don't know what it is he just has that like like attitude around him where you can just absolutely like fall in love with him and then there's those some games you can just get pissed at him but I think sometimes more and I think you you're really good about this because I know like even in our group chat sometimes you'll you'll just throw that extra little bit of love on Darcy there are all those times where yeah he might let up a couple easy goals but like damn it sometimes that's our defense sometimes that's not even like on him and like when it comes to like you know the like three we lose two three like two of the goals yeah like they that was that may have been his fault maybe one or two but like he's still doing everything he can and like you're not going to play perfect every single game. I mean, Vasilevsky is the best goalie apparently, like at least currently right now. And we're still putting goals on him. Like we still put seven goals on him. That is insane to think about. Like you're not going to have a a perfect game every single time. And I think it was tough because there was a lot of times where like, I don't know if it got to his head. I don't know if like, you know, there was just a lot of, you know, ruthless, hockey hometown fans I don't even want to say that though because I still feel like you and a lot of people were able to just be like 
regardless of what he does, he's going to help us win this. He's going to help us win it. And I just I think there was a lot of, yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I just think there was a lot of times where I thought, even if Frankie was in net, I don't think he was, he was going to be changing the game too much from where we were at. And I think, like you said, if he was in his head at time, because I think, I mean, honestly, maybe minus game six um, in game two, when he got the shutout, he might've let in a goal that he should have saved um, each game in it. And there was no taking away from that, but I thought that majority of the goals he let in, especially in, in Stanley cup final, I thought that, I thought that they were defensive mistakes. We were giving the ball up. I mean, uh, the puck up in game three, they scored like four goals right in the middle of the crease. And it's just yeah. like, that's defensive laps. And I think, you know, even going back to your point about Vasilevsky is, you know, he can be the best goalie on the planet right now, but he let up seven goals. And I don't yeah. think that seven goals were his fault. I mean, defensively Tampa was all over the place because of yeah. just how well we played that game. So, um, Obviously, very, very, very impressive from back to front. Um, you know, one thing that I think gets lost too is, you know, they played they played twenty games these playoffs. They only lost four. They swept two teams, and four being in the Western Conference Finals against two of the best players in the NHL. One being the best player yep. with Edmonton, and I think that something that goes under the rug a little is that they won all four series on the road. I mean, that yep. is, it's. I mean, I don't know when you see that, especially, you know, there's been a run of Stanley cup champions being one on the road. So sometimes that happens and you feel more pressure when you're at home, but winning all four on the road, that's, that, that's just grit. That's and grit. Honestly, I want to even put it in a different way. I want to say it's integrity too. Cause I want to put yeah. it as the sense that like they trusted each other and like, you got to put your trust in every single part of the team. You got to put trust in your coach. Cause when you're on the road, you don't have your fans. You don't have maybe those hometown yeah. refs coming your way. You got to put yourself and you got to trust every single part of your team, the game plan, when there's mistakes that you can't control, you got to trust that you're going to rally back from it. And like, yeah, literally 20 games, losing four, winning on the road every single time. I mean, I, th- it, it was just so, so exciting to see. And I know, I know you believe from the start. I saw, I saw that bet you placed Hey. You, you can say it here first. We'll say it on the podcast again. Mason Miller knew from before the puck dropped in, I don't even know how long ago that was now, months and almost a year ago, he believed. Oh. But I, I want to ask you something, at least specifically for the playoffs. Who do you mm-hmm. think was our biggest X factor? You know, I think for me, there's a couple guys, and none of them are on the first line. Um, like that. One I, I think about was is JT Confer. Yep. I think JT Confer, the way he played, I know he's got the Michigan ties for you, but the way <laughs> he it. played when it felt like our offense wasn't there, I mean, he won us what felt like a couple games in that St. Louis series. He just constantly put in good shifts. Like I think he took maybe one penalty um, the entire playoffs. And it just, he was the guy that was just so big for us. Um but I'm going to go and I'm going to throw a second one just because I loved the way he played was, was Andre Cogliano. I mean, the way nice. that yeah. Cogliano played on the PK this yeah. entire playoffs, I mean, our PK was, it was phenomenal. I mean, it was just something that was so big was killing off penalties and not letting teams have momentum was so big. Um, those two guys. I mean, like you said, when you have the star power that you do, 
Um, a lot of times, you know, the other, the other teams mixing and matching their lineups. So their best players aren't having to go against the, the Rantmans, the Kale McCars, the Devontae. So these are the guys that are stepping up against their first line against McDavid and whatnot. So I thought those two guys just, I mean, they stood out. Um, and I was really pleased with them. What, what about you? I mean, there's, there's endless names. I feel like that can be listed as these X factors. You got to have them to win a cup. Agreed. And that's the thing too, is like, I was going to say is like, I don't think we can have a wrong answer here because like each game, someone else stepped up and like, I don't know, this is something I've always like talked about with my friends is like, when it comes to X factor, it's hard because you can argue, is it a role player or is it a star player? Because truthfully it it can be both. Like, you know, there's times when like, I mean, Nate was struggling to put it in the net, but damn it, he was getting shot after shot after shot. And I mean, you could argue that he was one of the X factors, him and Darcy were the two for the final game. You could completely argue that, but honestly, one that I really, really love. And I felt like he just, he was just the most consistent and it just kept us, you know, in there every single time was Val. I, I, I absolutely loved every single time. Like I just trusted him out there. I knew exactly what he was going to give us. I knew there was times when he would, he would take the right shots. He would make the right passes he would make the smart decisions. Like his IQ was just extremely high. Like, I don't know, there's something about him that just really stuck out to me a lot during that. And then, I mean, like, and that's why like, it's tough for me to also go back as like sometimes the stars, but like, I mean, you could go Darcy, my personal favorite Gabe. I just, I just think Gabe like literally is one of our most valuable pieces because it comes down to the leader on the floor. And I love the way him and Jared talk, like, whenever it pans over to him, um, not in his rotation, I feel like he's always talking Bettner's ear off. Cause they're just communicating. Like, what are you seeing on the floor? And it's just like, he's that voice on the ice that you need. And it might not always show up on the stat sheet, but like Gabe, it, I think is one of the best captains you could ever ask for. And he knows his role as well as he knows yeah. everyone else's role on the team. And I just think that's something that is extremely crucial, but Again, like you said, it's just hard because there's so many X factors for there's a different one for every series, I feel like you could say. Yeah, I agree. And there was guys that stepped up each time. I mean, there's guys that we didn't mention through Manson and, um, you know, just guys all throughout the line. Devon Taves, just phenomenal. But let's let's jump. Let's jump ship to one guy that we haven't mentioned that deserves his spotlight right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fucking my car. I mean, this guy at his age winning the Calder, winning the Norris, winning the Stanley Cup, and just night in, night out, looking like one of the most, if not the most skilled guys on the ice. The confidence he has and what I just love about him is people will uh, just glamour and drool and see videos all the time over, over his skill in the offensive zone, but his defending is is top-notch too. I mean, he is just well on PK1. He's on the power play one for us. I mean, he's got everything you want. Um, I mean, when you got some guy this young that you're going to get to have in your team, who, in my opinion, will be the best defenseman to play the game that we've seen, just something about that is really exciting. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I mean, first to do that also under 24, all those accolades, that is absolutely insane. And I mean, again, like, I don't know, I'm a big interview person because I just like, I like listening into hearing what they have to say. Um, and I like that man is just so humble. I mean, he's 23. He doesn't even, I mean, there, there's 23 year olds who could be cocky as hell, but this is a kid who like understands his place, understands his role. Like as soon as he won the Norris, he was like, yeah, like, 
I appreciate it. Good job to the other guys. But like, we got a big game tomorrow. Like, it's like he didn't even care about it. Like, yep. he just sees like the bigger picture. He understands the game at a different level than anyone else. And I mean, like, Gabe even said it in the interview. Like, what would you tell other teams yeah. that like you would do? Get yourself a Kale McCarr. Like, <laughs> like it's just, it's as simple as that because he does things that no one else does. He he defends so well. And even like there are times in that that game six, like he was fumbling around the puck. You know, he was making a couple mistakes and immediately he knew like it was on him. He was able to correct that, started getting some steals, some poke checks, was making the right passes. Oh my God, that one pass that was offsides to JT was about oh, to, to be confident. I a, know. That was a beauty. I was like, oh my God. But it's like, it's like it, it, there's there's people who are skilled all across the board and you know they're not necessarily stars because they're really good at a little bit of everything they're stars who are really good at you know shooting or like they're really extremely fast and they're not great at everything else but they stick out as stars because they're really good at one thing kale mccarr is really good at like everything like like there's yeah. really not too much to his game that you can critique or criticize but i the craziest thing is he's going to continue to get better. That's not his last Norris. Yeah. That's not his last Stanley cup. I he's going for bigger, better trophies. I don't want to jinx anything, but he's, he's about to be, I mean, I, he's about to be go down as one of the greatest of all time. Like it, it arguably like, yeah. like you can put him up in that conversation. I think by the time his career is over. No, I totally agree. I mean, he's the guy that he steps up each and every game for us. I mean, 29 points in 20 playoff games. I mean, it was bound, bound to win the Calder. And um, like you said about the Norris, you know, he was focused on the next night, you know, he gets the Calder trophy and he goes and hands it to the bench and says, you know, bring me the fucking Stanley cup. You know, he doesn't care. He's got his head screwed on perfectly for where you want him to be. So uh, just, just a great team. So, so fun to watch. Um, you know, we're doing our job. We're, let's give him a final grade for the season and, and with the playoffs included. I mean, for me, I mean, there's nothing else I can give him besides, you know, an A plus. I mean, it's, it's, this is what you come into the year and you can win a Stanley cup and probably have an A like you struggled in the regular season. You can win a Stanley cup. You struggled in the playoffs. You, you didn't close games. I mean, this was an A plus season from the get go. Um, you know, just the top, the best team in the West from the moment they wrap and they gave up on the president's trophy who cares they won it last year they don't it doesn't matter they rested and people are worried are they going to be you know a little rusty they lost like six out of the last eight games of the racing boom they come slap nashville in the first game they sweep them they go move on to st louis they they dust off you know any demons there in the second round they go sweep uh edmonton in, in the conference finals and then they go take care of the two-time I'm going to say a two-time cakewalk champions who finally cakewalk. met someone in the finals that should be there and they lost in six. So, I mean, just all around phenomenal season. This is going to be one of the seasons that I think about what the abs like for the rest of my life. I mean, this is where I think hockey turned and it's going to start to run through Colorado for hopefully the next, you know, eight, five, 10 plus years. We'll see. I completely agree. And I think the thing that really, makes it go from that A to an A plus. Cause I totally agree. You can have like a gritty kind of nasty up and down season, win the Stanley cup. And you know that like you, you, you can't win the Stanley cup and get below than an A, but what really made us an A plus this year, one, I think was Joe Sackick making those mid season yeah. acquisitions. That was like perfect. It was literally like, like it fit better than anyone ever saw could have predicted or anything and then just the way we dominated, like, like it was sheer domination against 
some of the best players ever ending a dynasty. God, it was so good to see the lightning go down. Like they're just, they're Fuck so Tampa. fucking, they don't need anything else. Like I know we were joking around, like hope that city floods. Hopefully this podcast doesn't blow because yeah. I'm definitely getting fired. Oh my God. But no, it's, it's that, that city doesn't need anything else. And the cool thing is, is like, like, again, going back to what I was saying, being here, like the appreciation shown for this city for i mean like again like the mammoth like not many people care about lacrosse but that we won the national championship and that and there are people wearing mammoth jerseys around like denver fans really understand how hard it takes because you know we're not those la's we're not that boston new york or anything we're not i don't think this is something i was talking about i don't think we're a mid-market city anymore i think we're making our transition to a big market city i don't think we're gonna get there or will get there i mean places blowing up like crazy teams are looking awesome right now but i don't think we're that mid-market team anymore and i think this was a statement that really elevated us to that next level i totally agree i mean people watch watch the abs game and in that crowd i mean i feel like we had the best crowd in in the playoffs and, and for a reason and um you know, it was, it was great all around, no complaints. And uh, we'll, we'll jump ship here to a team that I'll be honest. I think you've got to do some work on the ticket sales because I think they've got the worst fans in Colorado. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. Um, I think what Mason was meaning to say is probably the best fan base in all of Denver sports. You know, you look at such a great franchise from the top down, you know, all the way from the GM to pretty much the inside ticket sales reps. Um, You know, they, they, they really do their work and that is just probably the best franchise we have ever seen in this decade. I I, I don't even want to go too far because, you know, this is just something that we're going to touch on a little bit later, but, you know, just due to certain circumstances of, recent um acquisitions of occupations we are going to just appreciate this amazing basketball organization in denver and you know i speak for both myself and miller over there that um we just absolutely love this franchise and you know god i just wake up every day praying and thankful that um i get to witness how good of a season we are about to have. And, um, you know, it's just quite exciting to see. We'll touch on it a little bit more in the episode. Um, All praise the Nuggets. Love them so much. And um, stay tuned.